folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Cora Poindexter here with your boy. Hello, it's Bob. That's me. I'm the Bob one. What a packed week for WWE. Enzo Amore suspended. John Cena might be in a Duke Nukem movie. Enzo Amore fired. Vince McMahon brings back the XFL. The Royal Rumbles this week. Raw 25 was a disaster. Oh my god. What are we going to do, Bob? We're going to listen to Small Package. Hell yeah. It has been. It's been a thing. Uh, so, quickly, let's let's get before we get to any news. And of course, my God, the Rumble is this week. Yeah, in predictions. In like two days. We've got predictions to go. You mean tomorrow? Oh yeah, it is tomorrow. <laughs> oh God, what day is it? Saturday. What year is it? Twenty eighteen. Jesus Christ! Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into, into the, the future. future. Um, that was some good harmony. <laughs> I didn't know if I didn't know where we were, where you were going with the note. So I was just like, "Oh wait!" And there it is. Clip right in. Uh, so yeah, wow, what a week it has been for wrestling. Uh, opening up Raw twenty five, twenty fifth anniversary edition of Raw live from the Manhattan Center and the Barclays Center, uh-huh. but mostly the Barclays Center. People at Raw 25 paid upwards of 800 bucks for tickets. I saw a lot of them are going for between one and four hundred dollars. Uh, Bob, on a scale of one to ten, where one is, hey, I had a really good time anyway, or ten is like furious murder people anger. How mad would you have been if you paid a hundred dollars to be at the Manhattan Center show? A hundred dollars. With what you know Three? now. Three. Okay, so not too bad. If you paid $400 to be at the Manhattan Center show for what you would have gotten, one to ten. Uh, yeah, that starts getting into like eight territory. Okay, if you paid $850 for a ticket. First off, even in a hypothetical situation, I'm not going to pay $850 for a ticket to a WWE show. Let's, that would never happen. Let's just say you did. Second off, you put those up. who did buy $850 tickets to a show that they knew they were only going to be at half of a venue for, I don't know what they're expecting. I mean, but still more than they got. Yes. They, they did get shafted pretty good. But at the same time, they were still, at most, going to get an hour and a half show. I just think that it's like... And they're sure. they, they're the smaller venue, so even realistically, at most, they probably were only going to get an hour Smaller show. venue, sure, but it was the place where they advertised the taker would be. So you knew that it was going to be important. Let's just get into what we got. Um, 
chronologically speaking, we open at Barclays, but we'll come back to Barclays. I want to no, talk. Chronologically, it opened at Manhattan Center. Oh, right. Because they did the old school logos oh, and right. stuff, and they well, came to JR it, and King. It and- opened at the Manhattan Center, but our first segment was in Barclays. Sure. So, you know, we'll, but we'll get back to Barclays. So they do open the show at, at Manhattan Center. Well, we also don't need to just recap this show. I'm not going to. Just big moments. Okay. Happened. But just speaking, this is specifically about the news about Raw 25 being viewed as a dud. I feel like a lot of that heat comes from the Manhattan Center event because we got some good shit from the Barclays side, you know. I mean, uh, it's okay. I mean, I mean, it was if for a. I feel like for a Raw twenty five spectacular, lur, 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 it was a, a little bit like okay. But if if it had just been a regular Raw, I would have been like, oh, that was a fucking amazing Raw. It just sucks that you know a, a lot was squandered. But anyway, we open up in the apparently, uh, according to reports, mm-hmm. had to like heavily rewrite the show because hours of before hand because of Enzo. Yeah, and then like that shifted around who people are going to interact with, and then sure. that shifted around other interactions, and it basically sure. like so a lot did get squandered, and people will probably own up to it, sure. and you know whenever people decide to start talking about it, sure. Um, I think that I heard that Jericho's segment was one that got kind of like um minimized. From what it was originally supposed to be, uh huh. Um, which you know, based on what you're talking about too, it's it's not surprising because originally, I feel like it was Enzo who was supposed to get put either through the Dudleys or yeah, I think Enzo was supposed to go through the Dudleys. Sure, get get the 3D. I think um, I heard. So anyway, so we open up at the Manhattan Center basically for them to go, hey, Jr. and Ross here, or Jr. and uh, King Lawler here. Uh huh. And I will say this. I popped a little seeing Jr. next to the King in his uniform, yeah, in his costume. It was very much reminiscent of the '90s. I I was excited for that. Um, we cut back to Barclays. Eventually, we cut back, and overall, here's what you got if you were at the Manhattan Center: you got that opening segment, then you got uh, a dark match. Uh, the first dark match was a cruiserweight match. It was not the no contest. It was uh, the other one. I don't even remember who was in it, but it was like 205 Live Guys. Um, yeah. And it was apparently like two minutes long. It was very short. Then you got Undertaker, who it was cool when he came out. I actually liked the fact that the lights didn't all like completely go out, that it was just Manhattan Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool, even for Bray Wyatt later, but we'll get to that. Uh, so, you know, Undertaker comes out, he cuts this promo. He's in the ring for maybe, maybe three or four minutes. Yeah. It was not a long segment. Not that you need it to be super long, but he gets in the ring and he starts cutting this really rambling, long promo. Even though it was only three or four minutes, it felt like a fucking eternity. He cuts this promo where he's like, my opponent's souls are damned. I ever want to beat at WrestleMania. You know, it, he starts going on about and everyone's all- like, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to say he's going to have another match. And but the crowd is chanting he- one more match. And he is just fucking no selling this crowd by just rambling on laser. But it's funny because I say rambling, but he was laser focused on this rambling, ambling. Path. That's true. Like he, he knew was, what he wanted to say. He's like, I'm he you could tell in his face that he was just like, no, 
don't react to the fans. You don't got one more match in you. And then he's just like, uh, and all the souls of the people that beat will now. And he's saying this over a screaming Manhattan Center. All of them like, one more match. One more match. And he's like, rest in peace. And then he set, and then he like sets the mic down and leaves. So everyone was like, oh, that was kind of a letdown. That was our Undertaker segment that we got. Yay. Um, so they get another, uh, they get a Bray Wyatt versus a Woken Matt Hardy match. That which, went like five minutes. Which, first off, why the fuck are these two fighting an unannounced, unadvertised show on fucking Raw when they've been building up this feud really well by not letting them get their hands on each other? It's been working out really well, the fact that we're building up all this tension. We're, we're, we're leading to something here. It's interesting. And, oh, wait a second. Nope. Bray Wyatt wins clean in, like, five. A very unimpressive showing for Hardy. Unless something happened that we don't know about, like Hardy tweaked something. Unless there was some sort of, you know, thing that we didn't see or didn't pick up on that forced them to have to end that match that way. For Bray to win clean is just like, well, where the where the fuck does this feud go now? Is it dead? What are we doing? So they got that match. Then when they got another dark match that ended in a no contest that we alluded to before, another 205 live entrant match. Um, then the I think the only thing, the other thing they got was the Outsiders or the DX. Did they get anything? Oh, they got yeah. Miz Miz came back, or Miz showed up. I think. For a Roman promo. might no Roman didn't Seth show. Rollins did. Seth Rollins showed Seth up. Seth Rollins and, and Miz showed up to cut promos and leave. Um and Which, I think that two oh five So I think what happened in the no DQ match was that all of the guys started brawling on the outside and then they like kept brawling into the back and then like they came back later still brawling and so they got the end of that match. Was this the one that they said ended in no contest? Yeah. Okay. So, but well, I mean, still. like, okay. And so, and so they did get the last segment they got was admittedly a cool segment in the beginning. So at first you have Shawn Michaels and Triple H come out, uh, big daddy trips as old guy DX. And I specify old guy DX because this, they're dressed like DX. They're in the right costumes for DX. But they're old and they're not the same guys anymore. And it's like, it's not just a matter of like, oh, they're old. If they were old, but we could still believe the gimmick. Like if Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out, you believe he still Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? He comes out, oh, I'm not just saying that because he opens our podcast every week. Uh, you know, if, if somebody like that comes out, Undertaker, Undertaker's older, but I wouldn't say, like, oh, he's old Taker because he comes out, he's still the gimmick. But Trips is now a corporate father. You know, he's the father. He's a father to a bunch of kids. He's a father figure to a bunch of up and coming wrestlers. He's the guy running, you know, uh, NXT. And he's the one who's making things happen behind the scenes. He's corporate daddy trips. And Shawn Michaels stars in just Jesus movies now, you know, which sure, if that's your thing, go for it, dude. Make your money. Make some movies that you're proud of. That's fine. 
But for, to come out in your DX costumes, like talking about, oh, remember that time with the sausage? And he covers the mic like, we can't talk about that one, Sean. Oh, do you remember that time we came out? We only had our bits covered with it. Like, we can't talk about that one either. And it's just like, dude, stop pretending like you're still badass running around DX when it's like you're making Christian movies. You are a corporate person and a father figure. You're not DX anymore. It's kind of a fucking sham. At least, at least with Road Dog, which I know with Road Dog, he's, you know, backstage writer and trainer and stuff like that. But at least when he comes out, he hasn't been so in the public eye about his new, what he's doing that I can still believe he's Road Dog. Mm-hmm. And badass Billy Gunn, I can still believe that he's just making love to ladies, juicing up with some roids and kicking some ass. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I can believe that. Xbox comes out. And then also, <laughs> uh, they got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash because I couldn't, I guess, afford to get him a private jet or at least like a, you know, a, a, a business class. He said that he couldn't do the reason he said he couldn't come was because not because of like a confliction with his schedule. He just said, I can't do coach. I got big long legs with bad fucking knees, but I'm not flying out on my own dime. And then WWE was just like, okay, then. And it's like, really? You motherfuckers can afford to sell a bunch, like Vince can afford to sell a bunch of shares and fucking start up a fucking doomed to fail football league. But WWE can't afford, what is it? What, what realistically, what's, what's a first class flight? $700 round trip. Maybe. Maybe. You tell me you can't get Kevin Nash. Uh, it doesn't matter. So DX comes out and they're doing the suck it and the chop chop. And then, you know, Scott Hall comes out and then Dollar Club comes out. And this is a kind of a cool moment to get to see the, the two suites and like, hey, we're all having a good time here. Mm-hmm. And then the revival come out. And I'm like, oh, no. They're going to do that thing where they take like an interesting, good tag team and have them get fucking beat up by the old timers. Yep. And then they did just that. In fairness, first they got beaten by the club. Yes. Which I am fine with because in the world of kayfabe, they are both strong tag teams. Uh Uh-huh. And then Finn, you know, beats up on him too a little bit. And it's like, okay, sure. Finn Balor is booked as a very top guy. The club beat him. Everything's fine. And then every fucking member of DX and Scott Hall didn't hit a finisher because I'm pretty sure the way Scott Hall looked, if he fucking tried to hit any kind of a move, his body would have just given up on him. Mm -hmm. But he did hit him with the, I'm going to flick a toothpick into your eye. And then every member of DX hit their finishers on these fucking guys. And then Finn did the coup de gras. And then it was cool to see them all too sweet at the end. And for trips to raise Finn's hand, I guess we don't have to worry about if he's over or not backstage. Like regardless of fan of, of fan opinions, which a lot of people love him, but I'm just saying regardless of fan opinions, it's nice to see that like, Hey, the guys in the back, they're looking out for Finn. Mm -hmm. That being said, holy shit, man, for, for all those guys to get their finishers off on the revival, they really look like fucking punks. These old ass men hitting fucking finishers on them. Yes. Ugh. 
Corey is acting surprised that WWE of all companies would use old and washed out superstars to make themselves look better than the current crop of talent. I mean, look, it's not that I'm completely caught off guard. I mean, look, wasn't it WrestleMania a couple years ago where where League of Nations and New Day got jobbed out to the uh to, it was Rock, fully no. It was just fully, fully Austin, Austin Sean Michaels because Rock killed the the Wyatts. Oh right, I later with his giant flamethrower. Oh yeah, I forgot about that when Rock was like, it's just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? These guys don't. These guys aren't going to be here next week or the week after that or the week after that. They might make cameo appearances. And you didn't talk about whoever uh, Slater and Rhino who got jobbed out to. Well, that, but I, I was doing Manhattan Center first. Sure, but they did that too, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? There was one segment, one In good Manhattan segment. Center? No. Oh, Ed, okay. In Barclays, because mm-hmm. we don't. Ha- As I said, we don't have to recover, even though you just did for one half of the facilities. Well, I was more making the point that the Manhattan Center show. The reason people are upset is that's all you got. If you paid a thousand bucks, that was the whole show for you, other than watching on a fucking TV screen. Which spoilers, you could have done at home and had actual commentary. Think about that too. You were watching that Manhattan Center segment. Well, I guess you were getting. You were probably getting colon them through. The 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 feed. audio yeah I imagine that at least could you imagine if you were watching video like a Tron feed but with no commentary from the Manhattan Center that would be fucking awful anyway you were saying you got one good segment that you liked yeah where uh, Elias Cena put over Elias yeah I mean Cena's more current than anyone else but sure. it's still a major name superstar slash Sure. Legend, soon to be legend, future legend. Yeah. Uh, getting letting a young guy snap a guitar on his back. Yeah. No, and that's true. That's very true. And I mean, good on him. And I think I think that was a smart thing to do. You know, because Elias does look, for the most part, strong. They really, as much as they've let his music segments get punked over, they haven't actually like. How many times can you remember recently Elias eating a pin? Yeah, no, he really doesn't lose. He still looks strong. And I think that these guitar segments have been great because you get him on TV in front of us getting a little bit of heat and not losing. Well, I mean, he did lose to Cena in the quick match that they had beforehand. (laughs) I mean, because he ate the five moves of doom. Well, and then he grabbed the guitar and slammed it. But he survived the five moves of doom. Sure, another way of looking at it. Sure, he got up from the five moves of doom because he didn't get AA'd. No, he didn't. That's he true. He escaped the AA, so he took four, four of moves, moves of, of doom, doom, and then he escaped the AA and then beat up John Cena. So Elias looks strong in that. So anyway, the point of all that was: if you went to the Manhattan Center, you're probably pissed. That's where a lot of the heat for Raw 25 comes from. From the Barclays Center side, I thought it was a pretty good show. It was fun. It was, it was a basic Raw, but with some fun pop moments. Exactly. Which I expected, to be honest, a little bit more from Raw 25. But it still got to see Again, though, still got to it see also sounds like they may have had other things planned yeah. that they had to go, oh, shit, our current title holder just got fired. Yeah. So anyway, 
Uh, highlights from Raw 25. Opening segment with, with Austin and McMahon. Oh, I mean, fantastic. Matt, moments of the night. Probably. Fantastic. Uh, you open up with Steph and Shane in the ring, and they're like, we're gonna, we're here to celebrate Raw 25. They're put aside their differences tonight to be like Raw 25. And then Vince comes out to accept a plaque. And my God, I loved how he fucking, at first I liked how they were like, he, they were chanting, thank you, Vince. And he thought that they were saying, fuck you, Vince, or something derogatory. And so he starts getting mad. And Steph's like, I know that you're hard of hearing, but they're, they're thanking you. They give him this plaque. And his reaction to this plaque, dude, was fucking hilarious. Just him, him just being like, first off, did, am I, am I, did I miss something when they were like, we go, we used a GoFundMe to raise the money for this plaque? Was that? Kayfabe announced somewhere else in like Twitter or I don't think Facebook. it's ever Kayfabe announced. I think they're just making, making a joke up. about it. I think it's all the whole thing was like us and the fans got you something. It's this tiny piece of shit. And he was like, what? All you guys could do is this tiny piece of shit. And that's why I started going into the whole like, I'm the boss. I'm the best <sighs> man. I have no one to thank but me. Yada, yada. Oh, and then, st- dude, I have to say Stone Cold's glass break pop is consistent there's there's never a moment where the glass breaks and he comes out where the fans don't lose their fucking minds mm-hmm. um and obviously he comes out and he winds up giving a a, a a pretty good stunner to shane and then a pretty good stunner to to vince himself mm-hmm. but then the best stunner in my opinion was that last stunner second on one shane to shane when he sp- Sprays the beer oh, out as he's falling. Got the good sprays. Oh my god, that was such a cool visual. That's the that's the kind of thing that they take the the screenshot of and put up, you know, like with the music from like you know what they do with the pay per views, like on Raw. They'll be like, oh, um, oh, oh, whatever the fucking music is. They'll like screenshots of someone holding a belt and then someone hitting their finisher. That is such a cool, just the arc and everything. Uh, Miz is the new Intercontinental Champion. Yep. Uh. And he did it fairly clean. Fairly clean. Not completely clean. There was an exposed turnbuckle involved. But he didn't slam Roman into the turnbuckle. Roman kind of slammed himself into it. Right. And then... So, I mean, like, if you get in a fight and your opponent, like, puts a knife blade up somewhere in the corner... And you fall on it. And then you fall on it because you charged at it and someone got out of the way... It's kind Who, of, whose fault is that for of, falling on the night? Onus is kind of on Roman in that situation. Uh, and then he followed it up with a, uh, a skull-crushing finale. I almost said Dirty Deeds. Uh, he had a, followed up with a skull-crushing finale. One, two, three. Miz the new IC champion, which is great for the Miz. And terrible for the rest of us because it means that Roman is now announced for the Rumble. And... My God, I really hope they don't fucking decide to have him win Philly again. The odds have shifted in Vegas, and now he's like a a heavy favorite to win. And I'm just like, please, God, no. I like the Rumble. Uh, We'll see. We'll get to that. Uh, Also, I know unpopular opinion on this podcast. Yeah. But like. I don't dislike him. I'm getting tired with the Miz on as IC oh. champ. Like, oh, can, that's where you're going. With can this. something happen with that belt that's not? And then the Miz held it for 200 days. <laughs> um, 
Well, I mean, I think this is what's what's going to happen is I think that they're going to use the Miz to because here's the thing: Miz is a top guy for them. He's in a lot of movies. He does a lot of like entertainment stuff. He's hosting shows for MTV on the side. Um, he just got a new reality show. He just got a new reality show. He is clearly a top guy. Sports Illustrated fucking made him superstar of the year. Like he is a top guy for them. However, what else do you do with him right now if he's not in the IC title hunt? He's not going to be in the main event title hunt for the cha- for Universal Championship. He can't be at least until post mania where we're allegedly going to get Brock and Roman. So what do you do with him till then? I mean, you could do a non-title feud and he could definitely carry it, but it, it makes him feel important. And I think also conversely, he can make the internet continental championship feel important because he puts the championship over more than the championship puts him over. He, he keeps that IC title in his talking segments out there on TV, feeling important. And so whoever winds up winning it from him will then feel more important than they would have without that. Yeah, I mean... I understand your frustration. And believe me, I don't want the Miz to be IC champion. I want him to be universal champion. (laughs) I want him to be champion of the world. Wait, 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 wait. There are two men's singles belts on Raw? What? Because you haven't seen one in a long time. Legend has it that long ago, anyway, in an era called before the brands. Also, SmackDown happened. Is pretty much the recap of SmackDown. Yeah. Oh wait, but the only other thing you're forgetting from Raw that was the Dudleys came back. It was kind of a cool spot. I mean, sure, whatever. Although it does bring up the question of why the fuck Rhino turned on Heath Slater, his own tag team partner in that match. Yeah. But if you think about WWE too hard, you'll stroke out. Right? And then everything resets back to normal at the end of the night. That's why I said this episode was basically non-canonical, other than the IC title belt change. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of it was, you know, getting to see... I mean, it was cool getting to see, like, MVP, even though he was just, like, in a suit. You know, it was, He didn't even say anything. It was just cool to see him there, a part of it. Also, APA was fun to see... The they boogie, at least did something. The boogeyman, he did that fun spot yeah, with the again, managers. Yeah, he at least did day. something. Right. I mean, it was cool that there was a lot of people we got to see who we hadn't seen in a long time, but it's just like, okay. I, I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed with it. And then again, with what, like you said, with SmackDown, like, I don't even remember what happened with SmackDown. Other than the fact that Sammy and Kevin both fought AJ and then there's that there's been that rumor that Kevin Owens had that nagging injury, mm-hmm. and then he tapped out and like he was only in the match for like a, a two minutes. Yeah, and then he tapped out. So some people are thinking that maybe they're trying to like kayfabe his real injury so that that way he might be able to take some time off coming up. Maybe, which could be interesting because think about it like this: uh, if Sammy and Kevin win that title, but then Kevin has to take some time off for injury, Sammy is like. I'm the champion. And if if Kevin comes back and is like, yeah, we're the champion. And Sammy's like, I've been defending this belt, though, for us. And, like, I'm kind of the champion. And then Kevin's like, no, no, but we did that. It could be a cool story. Although it does lead us right back into the Kevin Owens, Sammy Sane feud. Which but then they're Sammy great. turns on Kevin. Hey, Maybe. Sammy Stacy on Kevin goes face. We <laughs> like it. 
hey, we, it's the same timeline where an XFL is happening in 2020. So wait, jalapenos and pineapple on a pizza. Kind of into it. It's different. Um. So yeah. Uh. Big biggest news. What's the biggest news? Is it Enzo or the XFL? They're both really big. Probably XFL is bigger in terms of the world. broad cultural aspect, whereas Enzo is bigger just in wrestling. Um. So yeah, Vince McMahon sold how many? Hundred million. Hundred million. Hundred million dollars worth of shares in WWE stock. And then, so he could start the XFL again. Had a press conference about it, and it was awkward as shit because basically all of the answers boiled down to, "I don't know yet. I'm going to hire people who are the best in their field to figure this out. We'll get to it. I wonder where he's getting these ideas from. Of I got the best guys." Maybe no. his wife's boss? No. No. Let's... Uh. I mean, if you think about how he handled that press conference, it was very Trumpian. You're bumming me out, Bob. Let's Did you me. watch it? Yeah. And how he gave non-answers to everything? Yeah. And, and everyone's like... So you're going to make him stand during the national anthem. And he's like, our players will know the code of conduct when they sign on. And you're like, that's not an answer. Uh, I mean, and then he's yeah. like, all of our athletes won't have any legal issues or DUIs or anything. Well, that was specifically somebody brought up like, oh, hey, like Johnny Manziel had put out a tweet where he tweeted and, and, and he he added Vince McMahon. It was like, yo, I'm going to tear the XFL up. And then someone was like, Hey, like what about guys like Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel and Colin Kaepernick? And I like how he was like, <clears throat> like he was like, nobody that comes in. Um, um, I'm trying to do soft Vince. It's hard to do the gravel. Right, it's just, um, nobody who comes in here is going to, uh, we want good people. And what we mean by good human beings, good people is, no one with with criminal criminality, I think is the word he used, criminality in their history, in their past. So, you know, if a guy like Tebow wanted to play, maybe there's a shot here for him. And I'm like, wait a second. You dance right around Kaepernick's name when he hasn't done any crimes. No. He hasn't done anything, like, legally wrong. In fact, he's out there fucking putting his money where his mouth is, donating to all these fucking charities right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, you danced right around that. He was just like... I mean, I get it that he was trying to like, he made it seem like he was dissing Johnny Manziel, but he was also kind of like subtweeting Kaepernick on that one. But who knows, man? I mean, I think it could be interesting. They're not going to be able to go until 2020, which by then this whole national anthem thing could have died out. Also, also, well, first off, he said none of the current political climate because he'd been thinking about doing this for years. Yeah, right. So that's why you pulled the trigger on it right now when people are like, you know, making their fucking profile pictures on Facebook boycott the NFL over misunderstanding of what the fucking kneeling thing is. Not to get political. We're a goddamn uh, wrestling podcast. Um but still. Yeah, it, it's and and the thing they're like, we're going to start in 2020 so that we have adequate time. And so, like, 
Well, what cities are going to have teams? We don't know yet. Yeah. Well, what teams are they going to be? We don't know yet. What are the rules going to be? We don't know yet. They did say... So you have, you're doing this in years, so you have time, but you don't know anything yet, so will right. you have time? Yeah, two years is not <laughs> you a lot gotta, of time. You gotta kind of start nailing this down now if you want to have enough time. Two years is not a lot of time to set up an entire football league. And, also, and apparently retrain players in how to play. Because they're so used to how you play football, and they're like, oh, we're gonna have rules that simplify the game and make make it un- a two hour game. Sure. And also, he was just like slamming on WWE the whole time. I didn't really, subtly. I didn't really pick up on that because one, no players with DUIs, Jey Uso. Two, okay. he was like. We think sitting down for a three-hour game is too long and unwieldy. We want to get it to two hours. Well, in his defense, from his point of view, I know, I see your face. <laughs> I see the things you're making. In his defense, the way he views, I'm talking Vince McMahon's mind here. You got to take a step back from Bob, put yourself in the skull of Vincent Kennedy doing man for a second. He views his three-hour product as entertainment, and he views it as highly entertaining. That's fair. He's He is slamming the NFL by being like, these three-hour games are long and boring, which, spoiler alerts, they're fucking not. NFL is rad as fuck. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. That's my own two opinion, two cents opinion. Uh, I think it's entertaining. And so do a lot of people. The only people who are like, boycott the NFL are people who don't understand this whole political thing that's happening. And also, it's only during the fucking very beginning of the game when you're not even watching yet. The bar hasn't even switched the game on yet. Right. So I don't know what you're complaining about. Because you're too busy sitting... While drinking beer, watching Ooh, the game. Yeah, I want to see everyone in the bar stand for that national anthem. Okay. I'm going to take a deep breath and remind myself, this is a wrestling podcast. Thanks, Vince, for making me go down this fucking road. <laughs> but anyway, they have said that there's going to be eight eight cities is their plan. Yes. Uh, but there are not franchises. They own all the teams. Also, they're targeting teams that already have NFL teams and facilities to use. So what, they aren't like the season. Yeah, they said they're going to start in late January or February and play through. So it's going to be a spring league. Bro, spoiler alerts, real quick. The NFL is going to do everything it can to not cooperate with this. Oh, absolutely. And so, so I don't know how they're going to plan on using NFL facilities. They would be better off, even though it's a more direct competition. They would be better off targeting cities with arena football leagues. And going and going to like the I know that they want the, but, uh, the stadium. Yeah, you stadiums. need a stadium. You I can't play in an arena. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Honestly, they're probably smarter targeting major <sighs> college teams. That'd be great too. Like put Columbus. a team in Columbus. Exactly. Put a team in where they play the Rose Bowl. Uh, put a team yeah. like down but where they the Georgia Bowl. Sure. Like, they have tons of connections in Florida. Right. Get get a team down there where the Sugar Bowl is. Yeah. I mean, that would be... Or, sorry, R&V Camping World Bowl or whatever the Shut fuck. the fuck up! <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's all fucking insane. I can't believe that he fucking did it. I literally, I text somebody, I think it was Khan, somebody texted me, was like, oh, my God, this press conference. And I didn't have it on. And so I texted uh, the gif of Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park going, he did it. The crazy son of a bitch actually did it. Um, I mean, 
for years we've joked about what if he brought the XFL back and there was that 30 for 30 that was amazing about the XFL. But I never thought he'd actually go through with it. But I mean, hey, if you're if you're like the NFL's at its weakest, which in I mean, here's the thing. It's kind of true. because it the is, ratings sure. have been down. Also, also, the, even beyond that, there's the whole no fun league thing well, where they, the they, NFL's they like have, they have cracking down on player back. personalities. They have dramatically scaled back on the no fun league thing. They allow celebrations now. This year they had this year. They, they no longer had the penalty on if groups did something. So we've had some pretty fun ones. I this saw year. the curling one that the Vikings great. did. That was great. Been, there's been some fun ones. Uh, I think my favorite this year was somebody scored a touchdown and all 10 of his teammates ran into the end zone and formed a bowling pin. And then he did a cartwheel at them and they all fell over. So they've cut down on the no fun league thing, which I feel like they kind of had to. Yeah. Because of everything else going on. But I mean, hey, it's the perfect time if you're going to go for it. It just is like, but why? You already did this once and it failed. Well, also... It'd be the perfect time to do this now, not two years from now. That too. So, like, because in two years they could have all their problems fixed, but they can't exactly do it now because that'd be a repeat of last time where they're just like, get a go, team go, together in ten minutes. Yeah, who <laughs> just go to fucking like you know parking lots? Be like, who wants to play professional football? I do. Good. Here's you're, a he hate me jersey. You're our starting <laughs> nose guard. Like. Whatever. Uh, other news, because holy shit, there's so much news to get to. Uh, Enzo More got suspended, and then he got fired. Uh, I don't want to get too too much into into the particulars because, to be quite honest, it's an ongoing investigation, and we don't fucking know. We know what other people have said that other people have said that other people have said is basically where we're at right now. Uh, but the long and short of what seems to be true is he was Arizona, right? Accused of sexual assault in Arizona in October. Uh, that information did not get out until the accuser went public with it earlier this week. It's like Sunday. No, it or was Monday. during the week. It was definitely during the week. Um, Last week might have been like last oh, Friday. Like, like okay, like last end Thursday, of, end of last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it got it got it got circulated. It's starting starting like late Sunday night, early Monday is when it started getting circulated. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I uh, from what we understand. Enzo did not tell anybody that he was accused because, as per WWE policy, if you are under investigation for any sexual misconduct or anything like that, you are instantly suspended. Um, even if you are later, if you're later, you know, proven innocent or sure. found not guilty, or however you want to phrase, then you're welcome to come back. And spoilers, we'll see Rich Swan back soon, pretty soon. All those got dropped. I am very glad that that situation worked itself out. Um, so I understand, I, I can almost understand Enzo's logic. Sure. Uh, you know, October was right when he got his huge push. Like he was like, yeah, but it's not smart. And from what I understand, he was fired from WWE, not for anything to do with the case, simply just because he didn't tell people. 
Right. And like, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. <laughs> if I could go into work and not tell people I have serious legal issues, and then right. all of a sudden they're like, um, Bob, you had serious legal issues. What the hell? We are finding out because people are asking us, not because you told us. Right. Yeah, getting calls for comment on the sexual assault investigation on your employee that you didn't know happened happened back a couple months ago is not good. And also, it forced them to have to rewrite Raw 25 hours before the show. Yeah, so like that is probably more so than any other reason why he was fired. So there's no there there's there's not really a whole lot of concrete information out there. Um there's a, you can google search and you can find tweets and you can read people's speculation and all you that. can watch weird youtube videos a, it a conspiracy theory level for some it, of it there there's there's a whole the, lot of weird well i'm just talking about hers. the woman yeah she's an interesting character to say sure. the least and i'm just going to leave it at that sure um i mean regardless we don't have all the information so it's we're not we're not legal experts, and it's not for us to really say, you know, what the situation is. Uh, obviously, we hope that it's not true. We would like to believe that, you know, that Enzo didn't do this. But that that said, um, you know, you have to take things like this very seriously and actually investigate and look into them um, because he may have. I mean, there's how many times have we seen dudes in positions where they have either power or they're celebrities and you know use that to creep on people um so we'll have to wait and see what winds up coming out of this whole enzo amore situation um for right now he's he's fired he was suspended a couple hours before raw 25 and then the next morning he was fired um so the title is vacant we'll see what they wind up doing with that um so it it's very unfortunate but unfor- you know that's the situation that we're that we're in. Um other wrestling news real quick before we get into my god it's already rumble you know already rumble week. Um Michelle McCool and Undertaker have been spotted in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, this is breaking news from looks like uh, like an hour ago. Uh, they were spotted flying into the Philadelphia airport. So, um, you know that could be that could be either. You know what I mean? News about either. I from the way he cut his promo on Raw twenty five, I doubt we're seeing Taker in the Rumble. We sure could, we could you can ever you can't really ever rule it out but really a man who just had fucking hip surgery you think he's gonna go over a top rope and he's not winning the thing so i'm doubting he's going to be in a rumble michelle mccool maybe maybe i mean she uh she didn't look she i mean she looked she looked like she was in decent shape when she came out on on the stage with the women for Raw mm-hmm. 25, but I don't know if she looked like in ring shape. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't mention that uh, Miz and Asuka 
won oh, over right. Biggie and Carmella in the mixed match challenge. It was a good match. It was I'm, fun. I'm sad to see Biggie and Carmella out. Hopefully, yeah. they get the fan vote. Back I'm feeling in. like they they're definitely strong contenders for that. Um, tonight is NXT Takeover Philadelphia. Um, we won't be watching it live because we all right, we have a friend coming in from out of town. Um, but Andre Almas is taking on Johnny Gargano. Um, he's putting up the NXT Championship. Ember Moon is putting up her title against uh, Sha- uh how I forget, I always fuck up her name. Shayna Shayna Baszler Shayna Baszler Shayna. I don't know why I keep fucking up her name. Shayna Shana Baszler. Blazer. By the way, did you see the promo between Baszler and Ember Moon? No. Oh my god, it's it's a fucking awesome segment. Uh, and they just let Baszler look. First off, they didn't hype it up as being like a women's segment. They just let them be fucking wrestlers, which was nice. But also, Baszler just looked fucking tough as shit. Uh, we also have uh, Undisputed Era. O'Reilly and Fish are putting up the titles against uh, Eric Young and Alexander Wolf from Sanity. Or, yeah, Sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Cassius Ono versus Velveteen Dream in a singles match. That should be fun. Um, I'm going to fart. Should be real fun. <laughs> Did you fucking seriously just <laughs> fart on my microphone, you dick? <laughs> God damn it. God fucking damn it, Bob. I can't, I'm never going to get the smell out. God damn it. And on our podcast, too, you know that the Rumble show is always like one of our top listen to episodes. I've been, we've been on such good behavior. We've been like this whole episode, very straightforward, entertaining. People are like, yeah, I like these guys. They're professional. I like their podcast. Fucking. Uh, three quarters of the way in, one of the hookahs just goes, "Well, I'm gonna fart now." Which, thanks for telling us all. And then I just thought you were just gonna let one out, but instead you hold the mic right to your crotch. What a fucking dick! What a fucking asshole! I can't fucking believe you just did that. Son of a bitch! What the fuck did you eat? God damn it, Bob. It doesn't even smell that bad. You fucking asshole. And then Alistair, Alistair Black versus Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. That's TakeOver Philly. It sounds like a great card. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Uh, man, they came out uh, with a new uh, series of the Elite WWE Elite action figures. Got Ty Dillinger in there, Shinsuke, Scotty Zuhati got one for some goddamn reason that I don't, I can't figure out. Baron Corbin's has his Money in the Bank briefcase in it. Lol. And I'm just like, are you just? Is this a rib? did you did you commission this toy in the four weeks that he <laughs> had held it or had the case? I don't know, man. It's so fucking funny, and uh, it's just so fucking funny to me because I'm just like. Dude, are, is this is this a rib on him by having that action figure with the briefcase? That's got to be a rib, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, uh, the, the odds have changed a little bit. Daniel Bryan is no longer a heavy, heavy favorite to win. But he's still up there. He's still in, like, you know, top five, ten people. So that's something to, to keep in mind, I guess. I, I don't know how interesting you find it that he got bumped up so much. Um... Uh, but yeah, also sting is apparently in Philadelphia, but there is an icons of wrestling convention happening that weekend. 
uh, this probably today. Um, they're recording this. Um, also, St- uh, Rick Flair, Scott Hall, Vader, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Billy Gunn, Bruce Pritchard, Teddy Long, Scott Steiner, Mark Henry, Booker T, Jerry Lawler, and Corey Graves are all going to be there. So some people are like, oh, man, these legends are all in Philly. And it's like, well, there's there is a wrestling uh, you know, a convention. legends wrestling convention going on. So, you know, take that for. Oh, wow. Also past Vince McMahon. This is uh, as of uh, wrestling Inc. Past Vince McMahon's sexual assault allegations resurface following XFL announcement. So I guess January 2006, a 22 year old woman accused Vince McMahon of trying to kiss and grope her at a tanning salon in Boca Raton, Florida, which holy shit, that is as, as fucked as it sounds to say it like this. I just said, I, I, you know, you always want to go in and believe the people accusing and, but also have like a level head and try to look at things analytically. But I could, de- first off, what a Vince, it sounds, it sounds like a, a Jun Jun guilty to say it like this. But what a Vince McMahon thing to do. That just, that right? sentence, that sentence, man walks in to a Boca Raton tanning salon and tries to, and, and this old creepy man tries to grope and kiss a 22 year old girl. Uh, I mean, it kind of, you can, even if I didn't tell you it was Vince McMahon, he'd be one of like the top 10 guesses. Or like <laughs> in your mind, he's the person you'd put into the situation. Like, oh yeah, an old man in Florida did this. In your head, you'd be, you'd picture a guy like Vince. Um, Daily Beast has published the story and how this all came out after the press conference was what, which was what, like two days ago? Yeah. Uh, accuser claimed that McMahon, who was 60 at the time, asked her to take photos of him on the phone to send to his girlfriend in New York. Which is also like, you're married? What girlfriend? <laughs> After she gave him the phone back, he allegedly showed her nude and semi-nude photos of himself. She told him to stop and said that McMahon had tanned for 20 minutes before talking with a salon attendant and a customer. She said that she was cleaning a tanning bed. McMahon came back into the room, shut the door, and tried to kiss her. And then he groped her. She said that she rejected him. He left the salon, went into a Hummer in the parking lot where he sat for 20 minutes. She went to a nearby Papa John's, which I'm sure Papa John's is like, don't, don't get us in this story. Don't, don't you be talking about Papa John's in this to get help and call the salon manager telling her that an older gentleman followed me in a room, tried to kiss me, but the manager didn't want to get the police involved. Classic manager. A, a customer told at the salon that day, Kelly McMahon, no relation. <laughs> what are the odds of that? Like being the only witness and having the same last name as the accused told the Associated Press at the time that she spoke to McMahon and that he was nothing but a gentleman. He was nothing but a gentleman. He shook my hand three times. He shed no signs of coming on to the employee. He was talking to me. She was trying to interrupt the conversation. So, again, it's one of those he said, she said. There's no real way of knowing what's going to happen. Uh, John Cena might be start, might be set to star in a Duke Nukem movie adaptation. Um, which, I, I don't know how you would feel about that. I feel like he's got the look, but the personality is... I'm not sure. Personnel, I mean, he can... He can act. He can do... I don't know... In today's political climate, do we really need a Duke Nukem movie? Is kind so. of my question. And I mean, like, it's either you're going to have a 
true to Duke Nukem movie where you're going to insult a lot of people, right. or you're going to have a watered-down Duke Nukem movie, at which point, why fucking make the movie in the first place? Because then, at the, I mean, the, the main people who are going to see this are the hardcore Duke Nukem fans, and if you're not even going to make them true, happy, yeah, like a true Duke Nukem and, you know, yeah, Duke Nukem's also just one of those characters where it's like, maybe this was better off left in, like, the 90s, you know? Um, maybe maybe this should have just been left to lie where it was. Anyway, uh, let's... Uh, let's just give it predicts. Also, Jerry Lawler announced that he, he has signed a one-year deal with WWE, just like Jim Ross, to come back and do more events and coverage and stuff. Sure. So he's in there. So, <clears throat> this is the Royal Rumble 2018. Bob, are you hyped? Yeah, I'm excited for the show. Um, so, uh, I guess we should just go through the card and just make our predictions. Okay, well then let's go through so, the card and make our predictions. <clears throat> uh, pre-show matches. Uh, we got Bobby Roode versus a to be determined in an open challenge for the United States Championship. Yeah. Uh, you're scrolling through your phone like you're looking for something. No, no, I'm asking. I'm looking at something else. I'm trying to. I was pulling something else up uh, about the Rumble. What a loser! What a loser! I'm Bob. I can't make a prediction on Bobby Roode. I mean, Bobby Roode, he's going to win. Stalling. Bobby Roode's going to win. Sorry, you're distracting me because you're distracting yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. Bob has Bobby Roode. I have a theory about this, that you only pick Bobby Roode every fucking time because you share a name. No. That's a good First idea. off, it's his name Bobby. is Bobby, not Bob. Yeah, you're so Don't yours. call me Bobby. So is yours, Bobby. There's like two or three people who can call me Bobby. You're not one of them. Ooh. There's also two or three people who can call me Robert, and you're not Whoa. one of them. Holy shit. A, I want to know who these people are. B, Bobby. No. <laughs> I'm trying to do my best Linda voice. I can't do it. Okay, I, I'm going to go with, uh, do I waste my stupid picks early on, or do I use them up now? All right. In all fairness, the the remainder of the picks are kind of like crapshoot picks. I'm going to go TBD. Okay, go for it, buddy. I have a feeling it, if, if they don't end up giving uh, <clears throat> who I think, I think will win the Rumble, or one of the people who might win the Rumble, the, the Rumble... Then they might give him the U.S. championship. Okay. Okay. Club versus Revival. As of now, no Finn Balor. Club. But this one I could see going either way. I am going to go. Okay. I'm going to go Revival. Lucha Cruisers versus TJP, Gulak, and Jack Geller. They're not called the Lucha Cruisers. That's another nickname I made up. Well, but they are the, they are the, old, the luchadors of the Cruiserweight division. Sure. It's Lince Dorado, Grand Metalik, and Kalisto. Right? 
versus Gulak, TJP, and Jack Gallagher. Is that right? Uh, was it Kalisto? I thought it was Kalisto. I know it's Lindsay Dorado and Graham. It is Kalisto. Yes. Kalisto. See? Who do you got? And, um, and why is it not the Lucha Cruisers? I'm going Lucha Cruisers. Damn. We're not going to differ on every pick now. The TBD was such a, dis- a disgustingly bad pick uh, for me. Uso, now we're at the main card. Uso's was Benjamin and Gable. Two out of three falls for the t- the tag team championships. Ben Gabe. Ben Gabe. Yeah. Uh, part of me wants to say that they're going to take the belts off. The I'm Usos loving Benjamin the D- Gable. The DWI thing, but he hasn't been suspended or anything yet. I mean, they're not doing shit about it. They released a statement saying, like, what happens between him and him is his own fucking business. Bye. Really? <laughs> Basically. But they, so he's not going to get reprimanded. No. Cool. I'm going to go Usos. Um, this is going to be either clean sleep for you or clean sleep for me. I'm feeling like it's going to either be a really weird <laughs> night or a really standard night. Uh, Styles versus KO and Sammy for in a handicap match for the WWE Championship. championship, championship. I'm I'm gonna just make it a clean answer and say Styles. It's so boring. It is boring, but it's also clean and safe. I'm gonna go KO and Sammy. That makes it dirty and uncomfortable and confusing. Lesnar, Strowman, Kane for the Universal Title. Uh it's Lesnar. Yeah, I'm gonna say Lesnar dudes. Like if any, like I can't think of anything else that could happen. Strowman could get the pin on Kane. That's the only other option. If Kane doesn't eat the pin from Lesnar, what what are we doing? Yeah, no, He's- Kane's eating the pin, and Kane can either eat the pin from Lesnar or Strowman, and that's the only two outcomes of this Bizarre. match. All right, so <coughs> women's Royal Rumble. <clears throat> I have a three tier for our for our picks. So who who do you think is winning the rumble? Asuka. Um I'm going to go ahead for my top pick and go ahead and say uh I'm going to go ahead and uh, and say Asuka as well. Okay. Who's your second tier option? Nia Jax. God damn it. We picked the same second tier option. Who's your third? Ronda Rousey. Oh, God <laughs> damn it, Bob. It's a total wash. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Did you honestly, were you going to say Ronda Rousey? I was going to say Ronda Rousey because even though we read that thing where it was like, she told TMZ. Yeah, she she's did. going to work at a movie in Colombia or something. That. That right? That's working. Me. That's working the marks. Uh, she's learning. But then I don't want to have the same thing as you. Like, all three straight up. Say I, Stephanie McMahon. Fuck that. If Okay, hold on. Real quick. Time out. I know that you don't want to re-record any longer than we have to, but I just have to fucking call this out. So I text Bob in a trolling way, like, who win Royal Rumble 2018? And Bob texts me back, Stephanie and Shane McMahon. And I replied back with the gif of the fucking bomb going off of the Terminator and Sarah Connor melting to the fence saying, that's my face if that fucking happens. Because could you imagine? Dude, the only thing that would be crazier, like, I I, I can't. 
I can't even think of anything crazier. If Stephanie and Shane won the Rumbles, if first off, she's on commentary for it. We didn't even address that. Yeah. She's on commentary for the Women's Rumble. Not like you could have got, I don't know, Renee to do it if you really wanted, you know, a woman on it. And then some people are like, well, I didn't get Beth Phoenix because she did really good. And I'm like, I mean, because Beth Phoenix is probably going to return in the Rumble. And I hate, I hate commentators joining the match. That spot, I've never been a big fan of. Ever. No. When JBL did it, it sucked. I mean, I'm just, when Michael Cole did it, it sucked. So you're saying I guess Ronda it should Rousey. be noted, we know 18 of the 30 entrants as of right now. Uh, and they include Naomi, Oscar, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Tamina, Lana, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Alicia Fox, Tana Brooke. It's literally every single active women's wrestler on the roster right now, except for the two champs. Okay. Fuck that. Fourth option. <laughs> so that we don't have an agreement on everyone. And I'm saying Becky Lynch. Oh, I probably would have gone Becky Lynch if you made me pick a four. You know what? Just for you, I'm not. I'm going to say Sasha Banks. Just for you, I'm going to say Sasha Banks. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so if it, come, if, if it isn't Asuka, Nia, Ronda Rousey, then there's a chance that one of us gets a point off that. Uh, who do you believe will be the first entrant? Uh, Naomi, because she was the first one announced. That's the only logic I got behind it. I'm going to go Bailey. I think they're going to have Bailey come out first, and I don't think she's going to win, but I think she's going to go from the number one spot deep, and they're going to start making comparisons to the whole Shawn Michaels going one to 30. Sure. Um, and I think that'll, they'll use that to make her look strong, even though she won't win. Uh, who do you think? I don't know out? why you think WWE is going to make Bailey look strong all of a sudden, but here we go. I just think that they, they will. <laughs> they need to do something to rehab her, and she's still selling merch, and I think that's what they'll do. Um, 30 spot. Who do you think comes out last? Stephanie McMahon. I fucking hate you. I genuinely feel like she's going to put herself in the match at the end, and then everyone's just going to kind of dump her over, and then she's just going to go back to the announce table. If Ronda comes a, out, if Ronda comes out, it'd be a 30, 30 spot. So I'm going to go 30 Ronda Rousey, even though she just said, but I think that's she, I think she's working us hard. Men's Royal Rumble winner. Who do you got? Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I also have Shinsuke as my number one. Who's your number two? Uh, Roman Reigns. I'm going to go... Fuck. I, I, re- I was going to adjust it to say Roman because I actually wanted to win, but I'm going goofy anyway. I'm going Daniel Bryan. All right. 30, thir- th- third, Finn third, Balor. Third option to win. Finn. Very reasonable. I'm going to go Ziggler. I'll be fucked if he's the TBD for the U.S. Championship match. But if not, I think there's a good chance Ziggler wins. Hey, look, if last year proved anything, it's that you can have a match on the main show and then still make it into the Rumble. That's true. Okay, who do you think the first entrant is in the men's? Oh, fuck. Oh, man, I didn't pick my 30 spot. I had a a fun... Plausible thirty spot for our women? work guess for the women what for it? my work prediction, James Ellsworth. Ooh. <laughs> well, you we have also a prediction for a return or debut, like surprise. Oh, so you maybe. could get a point for him there. I actually was thinking about that. That would be fucking nuts if Ellsworth came out and then just all the women dunked him. Yeah, It'd or be great. Santina Morella. 
Mm-hmm. If they brought Santino back as Santina, either of those spots would be fun. Just sort of like a, hey. Remember all the times we were shitty about women? Well. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think comes out first in the men's? First in the men's? Uh, let's go with some. Well, well here's the, all the confirmed, confirmed men. men. We have also have 18 confirmed men. Okay. Um, Elias, Orton, Nakamura, Cena, Balor, Corbin, Hardy, Matt Hardy, that is. Sure. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Rusev, Aiden English, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, The Miz, Ty Dillinger, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Roman Reigns. I'm going to go Aiden English. I'm going to go Elias. Elias is going to start. Uh, 30 spot. Uh... I want to say Roman Reigns. Is that what you're just to, go with? Just to get that nuclear heat that Philadelphia can bring to a Roman Reigns in 30. Uh, I'm going to go Daniel Bryan. Which is super speculation because like, we don't even know if he's medically cleared. Mm-hmm. But it would be crazy. Okay, for the women's big return debut uh, surprise Got two sp- two picks. Um, China. <laughs> you fart in my microphone and you speak ill of the dead. Get out of here, you bum. Get the fuck out of here. Goddamn, Bob. I'm going to put that down as your fucking pick. You know what? Uh, you got one pick left. You picked China with a Y. Congratulations. Okay. Uh, and I'll just play it safe and say Beth Phoenix. I was going to say Lita, but they didn't put her on the chairs. They didn't, or they put her on the chairs. They didn't invite her to Raw twenty five. So I'm a little concerned that they may not have Beth Phoenix, or they may not have Lita return. But it saves the pop for her for the Rumble as opposed to her coming out at Raw twenty five. I'm going to say Trish and Lita. Smart picks. Um, do you want to change China or do you want me to just keep your punishment for your smart assery on the card? Uh, I mean, what else would you pick? I guess I'd pick Ellsworth. Okay. Bum. Uh, men's return debut pop. Uh, uh, and I I didn't uh, say, I didn't, I didn't include uh, NXT uh, call ups uh, in that. uh, because NXT call-ups are kind of their own uh, thing. We know that there's going to be like seven women NXT call ups, uh, or at least, you know, I guess it could be a debut if you want from NXT. Go for it. Who do you think from the men would be a big surprise pop return or debut? Yeah, it's a good one. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw one out there. Go for it. Uh, Jeff. I was thinking it. I honestly was going to say that. And then I almost changed my mind to Senor Benjamin. That's a good one. But I don't know if he'll be in the Rumble. Right. Because he'd have to get tossed. You have to think whoever goes in has to be able to be tossed over the top rope. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like we haven't had people in the Rumble who had no point in being in the Rumble. I'm talking about Senor Benjamin's physical well-being. Sure. They have to be able to take that. that But I mean, they had like... Uh, Drew Carey in the Rumble. And yes, he uh, did do something to avoid it, and they could do something similar. Sure. And also, I mean, at the same time, like, got two, you got getting, two like, two guys to pick him up and, like, drop him out. 
That's mm-hmm. not that bad. Now I will say this: I, if you pick, if you pick somebody who's returning as a big debut, surprise, whatever the pop for them, they don't necessarily have to be in the rumble. So if you pick Senior Benjamin coming down, even if he just comes ringside, I'll count it. Mm. And he has been teasing it on like Twitter and and stuff. Oh right, Batista. Ooh. That's gonna be one of them. You think he's in it? Maybe. If Batista comes back and doesn't win. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but he also said that he doesn't want to come back and win. Like yeah. he could come out, and Trips could come out, and they could get in a fight, and they could eliminate each other, and then set up a mania, mania match. Okay. So who do you got for your second? Mm. I got. I have. I have Jeff Hardy of Batista. <sighs> Let's go. Let's go, Samoa Joe. He was. He announced himself for it. He got injured. There's talks that his injury might not be that bad, and he could come okay. back. Maybe enough just to take a quick bump. Okay. Uh, and also, this is the the returns thing is interesting because we could both get both points, even with wildly different picks. Sure. Um. I really, it was funny because when you said Senior Benjamin, I was thinking about saying Vanguard 1. <laughs> um, but I don't want to predict Jeff Hardy and Vanguard Right, one. that's putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, and I'm definitely not going to walk away with two points out of that. Um, for men's... Well, either you walk out with two or zero. Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for men's return... Um, Right. Are they going to put any of War Machine in there? Are they going to put Ricochet in there? Or? Ricochet is an interesting idea. Um, is Big Cass ready to come back? No. Big Cass is probably not going to be back before like Mania. Mania would be pushing it for Big Cass's injury. Um, I mean, you don't have Daniel Bryan. I'd count that. Yeah, but then if Daniel Bryan doesn't, isn't medically cleared, I I can lose all of those. Um, ah, fuck it. I'll put D Bry. Uh, all right, and then the tiebreaker, which I doubt we'll need, uh-huh. but tiebreaker at the end of the night. Yes, is the Philly crowd booing, and and I'll specify this: a mixed bag is just counts as cheers. Because it's fucking it's Philly. Philly. By um, booing, I mean the entire stadium. Now here's is like, a question. Boo. Here's a question. Yes. Here's a big question. Yes. Um, we're specifying the end of the night. Yeah. There is a chance that the triple threat for the Universal title is actually the end of the night instead of the Rumble. Would that? Are we just counting whatever match is at the end of the night? At the end of the show. At the end of the show, which will prop, I believe, will be the Rumble, but it could be the main event. Main event could be the Triple Threat. Regardless, as the logo comes up in the bottom of the screen, is that crowd just about to riot booing or mixed or better? Mixed or better. You say no for booing. Yes. I'm going to go yes, which is me hedging my bet that Roman does fucking win the Rumble and Philadelphia burns to the ground. Chris goes with polls again, baby. All right, guys. 
That about does it for us here at the Small Package Show. And the booze also are hedging your bets if the main event is the Universal match and Kane somehow wins. Yeah, right, for real. <laughs> or Lesnar gets, or like uh, Strowman gets just fucking jobbed out. Whoop. That would be weak as fuck. A uh, week as fuck. Oh, yeah. I hope Noam comes back soon. I miss him. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the Small Package Show. It's tiny. It's package. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Fackett. You can follow me on Twitter, on the Tweet Machine, Instagram, all that good stuff, at CB Point Extra. You can follow the both of us. At small package, P-O-D. That's P-O-D for podcast. Yes, it is. That's on Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, we sometimes post when Wait, we go Corey, to wrestling stuff. Do no, you want to put... Not for this show. You don't want to put that step up for this show? I thought about it. I seriously, I was on the tip of my tongue to bring that up as like a punishment for this whatever. But I'm like, no, nah, because I picked goofy as fuck. If I really wanted a chance to win, you have to be serious. I need to be it. strategic, and I picked fucking TBD in the opener. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll save the whole podcast bet for later. But yeah, on at small package pod that's pod for podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Tweet at us, we'll read it on the show. Follow us on Facebook. We post whenever we go to live wrestling shows, and we post pictures and videos, and uh, take requests and stuff to try to get pictures and shit. Anyway. Uh, that does it for this episode. We're going to enjoy the rumble tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next yeah. week with another episode of the Small, small Package Show. It's Small Package Show.